Listening Dog Media. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The Offside Rule. Promoting women's football since 2013. I'm joined by Mel Phyllis, who is a West Ham United player on loan at Charlton Athletic this season. And Mel, great to see you. We have met a few times before. For this section of the show, I want to talk about pathways to the first team. So would you be able to tell us your pathway to the West Ham first team? Yeah, of course. Um, So I actually spent kind of my last few years in the in the youth system at Arsenal um, so I think I was 16 when I got called in for my first training session with the first team there um, so I spent kind of just under two years training up with Arsenal first team um, and that was kind of my first bit of exposure to senior football and then after that I went and did a year in the championship with London Bees uh, to get some minutes under my belt and then from then in January West Ham came in for me so I'd done six months in the champ and West Ham showed interest in January but then I wasn't able to sign uh, until the summer um, so first professional contract was with West Ham I signed that when I was 18 um, so obviously that's slight di- slightly different to just training with first team when you're actually a contracted player and, and kind of there to compete and, and get minutes really yeah, I mean, I even described it as the word pathway, but did it even feel like that was what existed when you were looking through the academy systems? Because it feels like the landscape of women's football's changed quite quickly. I think certainly in WSL, when you were playing with West Ham, you will have seen the influx of foreign players that we've started getting in. Uh, does it feel like the pathway to the first team is the same as it once was, or do you think it's changing? I think it's getting harder. I think... There's a real fine line between kind of being a squad player in the first team because obviously we've got at West Ham as well, there's a few young players um, who are kind of on the brink of being a squad player but not quite in a position to kind of get minutes and and be on the pitch to compete with the first team. So I feel like at the minute there's this kind of bit of like needing to bridge the gap. So that's part of the reason I actually left Arsenal because the situation was, look, 
you're holding the training standard really well um, with the first team there. But in terms of kind of game experience and match minutes and and that side of things, you've really got to go elsewhere to then try and come back and and push again in in that similar environment. So I definitely think the pathway's there. One thing I learned was that I don't feel as though academies necessarily prepare their players well enough for first-team football. And what I mean by that is it wasn't necessarily the football side of it, the technical, the tactical. It was more so like the mentality and um, in a way kind of the difference between youth football and development to like pure just winning games. Like everything's about winning, team selection, like it's not about rotating players so that people can develop. Like it's a completely different ball game in terms of that. So that was something I found quite Mm. hard to adjust to early on. That's really interesting, actually, because the loan move, when that came about, was that brought to you by West Ham as an opportunity or was it something that you initiated? Yeah, so obviously went away on Christmas break. Um, first six months I was I was quite happy with. I'd had a few starts, um, was involved in all games but one. Um, so looking back on that, I did feel like I'd kind of had a good input and, and um, developed a lot in that time. And then look, the coaching staff were just really honest with me. They were like, in January, we're going to recruit X, Y and Z. And obviously you've seen some of the signings they've made and kind of strengthen that midfield area. And I really appreciate the honesty from the coaching staff to me to say, look, we feel like you've had a good six months, but things are going to get harder and harder four minutes now. Um, hence why we, they suggested the loan. And then I, from my point of view, I just wanted to kind of get it done as soon as really, because I wanted to get as many games in January as I could. Obviously, with the window being the whole month, I didn't want to miss out on any of the kind of early games after Christmas so that's got that kind of happened quite quickly and how does that loan system work because the professionalization in the women's game hasn't been there that long I imagine they're still finding their feet because the contracts in women's football as well haven't been for for x amount of years for for a while you know it used to be on a one-year basis and now we're starting to see two three I don't even know whether we're getting to to more than three-year contracts I, I think everyone keeps that quite close to their chest at club level but from the loan system how do you feel it works between the WSL and the championship and the communication between the clubs yeah so obviously um the first bit for me was trying to kind of see which clubs were interested and also see where would be the best fit. Um, so I spoke a lot with kind of Rianne and, and the GM as well around where would potentially be an option for me. Um, and in terms of playing style and, and the type of football I want to play myself, I felt like Charlton was a was a good option. Um, so then really we just had conversation. I had conversations with Karen on the phone um, and kept West Ham in the loop with things. And then when we decided to proceed on that, both both teams kind of agree on um, how to go about it and and that's it really so six months I'm locked into that and I'm going to get as much game time as I can and then we'll uh, come back to discussions again in summer and how are you enjoying it playing in the championship because I think the fan base we've seen that swell in the WSL but often people think that the pyramid needs to have a bit more attention that's why we've started this show actually Mel we want to try and reflect what's going on throughout the pyramid of women's football how is the gap between WSL and the championship in your mind so I've played two league games now Um, my first 
first game with the team was a cup game, but in terms of the league, the two games I've played were really kind of contrasting. So the Blackburn game felt very different to Palace. Um, I feel like from what I've seen so far, mm. I think the overall quality of player in the champ isn't necessarily as high as the WSL in terms of numbers. So what I mean by that is like, there's a lot of players in the championship who are more than good enough to play in the WSL, but I wouldn't say every player on the pitch is of that caliber, if that makes sense. But if you go to the WSL, nearly every player on the pitch can produce the same thing. But in the champ, there's slightly less numbers of that, but there's definitely players who are like, and you've even seen it in the January window. A lot of players, especially youngsters are kind of um, going into the championship and strengthening teams there. So now in terms of the title race, it's going to be very tight. I know there's still quite a lot of eyes on you in the championship as well. I'm thinking about more from a a scouting point of view and and people tracking how you're doing. Do you feel like you'll be monitored enough there? I think so. I think there's definitely um, room for improvement like there is with the WSL. But obviously, I think one of the big things as well is the coverage of the games. It's harder to be able to watch the championship like... Even for the past couple of games, I've been like, oh, where, where is the game on? Like, can, can family and friends watch it? Can fans watch it? Um, I would, obviously, we've got the FA player, which is a step in the right direction. But, yeah, I, I do think coverage, TV coverage, that type of thing, needs to try and... We need to start drip-feeding that into the championship because otherwise, like you say, they won't get... The games won't get the same amount of exposure as the WSL. Um, so it's definitely something to improve on. It's it's something that I have noticed um, since joining Charlton. But yeah, there's progress to be made there. You must have such a good mentality as well, Mel, because if you came through the Arsenal Academy, which is the premier academy, I imagine, to come through, and you, you've had that taste of WSL, you're now doing a lot of hard graft as well to try and get back, I imagine, to, to WSL football. Um are there any people that have inspired you? Because I look around the league and I'm seeing the journey of Aggie Beaver-Jones at the moment, actually, because she was obviously with Chelsea's Academy, loaned out, got that crucial time with Everton and is now just signed a new contract with Chelsea. Is that the sort of journey that you look at and think that's what I want for myself? Because you're still really young. Um, time's obviously on my side, which is a good thing. One thing I've kind of learned in recent years is how different everyone's journey is and how like quickly football changes. Um, even if you look at Katie Robertson, for example, obviously post ACL injury, um, within a year or so, she was in the in the seniors for the for the England team. So, like football can change really quickly, and even Grace Clinton's doing really well at the minute. Obviously, I seen her play against West Ham the other night, um, and yeah, Aggie Aggie's flying as well at the moment. I think, and I like you say, she's had to go out and do a few loans. Um, so is Katie. She was she had a spell at Charlton as well. So. I really think it's just about gaining them kind of match minutes and experience. But yeah, it's really inspiring to see players my age being able to do so well. And then of course, that's that's something I want to be able to do in, in the coming years. Do you think a team like Charlton can make that step up if they get promoted at some point? Because you're doing so well at the moment. If you've got a space in WSL, do you think that, that gap is going to be okay because there's only one team that goes down currently so actually you've only got to be better than one team if you get up no of course I think in terms of the quality of the squad I think the team is really really good Um, and even when they've played against WSL teams I actually played against Charlton myself with West Ham in the cup Um, 
obviously first game of the Connie Cup and, and they're a really good team. I think they press really well and they play on the front foot. And in terms of that gap that you're talking about, the top of the champ to the bottom of the, the Super League, there's really not much difference. Obviously, it's a challenge to go up and stay up. Um, we've seen that for a couple of years now, but look, I think I think the squad's in a very good spot, and and if we can make the, the leap, then that'd be brilliant. And how have you coped with the different facilities? I'm imagining you've been a bit like a stairs going downwards from Arsenal to West Ham now to Charlton in terms of what you get off the pitch, coaching wise, technical, technically wise analysis. Um, how how is it? Are you having to be a bit of a self motivator now, a self starter? To be honest with you, the biggest taster of that I had was when I made the move from Arsenal to London Bees. So when I did that season at Bees, that was quite a big kind of change for me um, I remember we were training at a public AstroTurf and I'd just come from Arsenal's training ground at London Colney so it was a big change <laughs> wow yeah but I feel like it mm-hmm. it taught me a good a good lesson in a way because I'd come through that you know set up at Arsenal it gives you a bit of humility as well and I always had that motivation to make the best of whatever situation I was in um, so that taught me that side of things from from a very young age. But in terms of Charlton, the co- like in terms of the technical staff, the tactical staff, the analysis, like you spoke about, all of that is absolutely where it needs to be. I think maybe in terms of facilities, like the gym, that type of thing, money would need to be put in if they if and when we we mm. get promotion. So I think that's definitely something I've noticed. But at the same time, even in the WSL, I think facilities and and money, that kind of situation varies massively. Like if you look at Chelsea, for example, and compare that to maybe the setup at Bristol, you know, it would be slightly different. Yeah, the, there is work to do, isn't there, for a lot of the clubs to catch up there. And I, it does it does depend on investment. Uh, we keep our fingers crossed for you, Mel, that you, you get to get that taste of promotion with Charlton this season. And I started by asking you about pathways and how you got to the first team. But how about the future pathway? What do you see for yourself going forward? Yeah, ideally, ideally, like I said, I'd, I want to try and help this team get promotion because um, it's a big achievement, like the championship so if I compare the championship to that year I spent at Bees, obviously it was two years ago now, um, nearly three years ago now that I was in the championship. It's completely different now to what I remember. Um, like I said, there's a lot of better quality players in the league now. And one thing I've noticed, I think some of that is like what you said at the be- be- beginning of this conversation. The foreign players coming into the WSL now is making it more difficult for kind of English talent to get contracts in the league, basically, Um, which is strengthening the championship because it means we have more kind of English talent um, playing in the champ. But then it does make it difficult now to try and, like I said, secure contracts in the WSL because of the foreign players that are coming over to the league. Um, But I genuinely do believe that once I get some some minutes under my belt and mm. and keep learning, developing, or I'll, I'll be back in the WSL and going strong. We are absolutely convinced of that at the offside rule. Um, I've seen you up close at West Ham. And you're also mighty good at putting t-shirts on very quickly, as we did for Green Football Weekend about a year ago yeah. as well. So yeah. you're also up for a laugh, which is great. Um, Mel, thank you so much for joining us and giving us that insight into pathways and, and how it is getting into WSL first team sides. Um, hopefully it helps other people and lots of people wanting to follow in your footsteps. Definitely. No, thank you for having me. I appreciate your time as well. And um, 
yeah, it was really good to come on. The Offside Rule with Lindsay Heaper and Natasha Dowie. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.